Welcome. You are listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. Welcome for being, uh, we're so glad you're here. The easiest way to remember <laughs> every week. Welcome. We're, we're glad, so glad you're, glad here. you're here. We are actually glad you're here. <laughs> Welcome for being. Kevin is also <laughs> excited that you're here. The easiest way to remember every week is to hit subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. Also share this with a friend on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. And also visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the leadership community. Kevin, episode one. Four, six. One, four, six. Why we get stuck in a downward spiral. Ooh. We're coming up here on three years. Three, is it really? Three We're years? 10 away. 10 away. I did the math really fast. If there's 52 That's, weeks in a year, it's 52, yeah. 104. Yeah. Have we ever took a week off? Was there ever a week? Oh, we took a month off and then you got mad at me. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Remember, that's when people stopped listening. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. Well, they stopped listening because we (laughs) took a month off. (laughs) They did. They're like, we're quitting. (laughs) All (laughs) right. It's a downward spiral. (laughs) So today, why we get stuck in a downward spiral. Uh, I want to bring you something I uh, took our whole staff through recently. Um, Some ideas that have been in my head, some sources from some books. And I, I phrased the whole thing to our staff on, it was basically a little bit of spiritual formation, behavioral identity, cultural change, leadership transformation, spiritual warfare, and at the end of the day, how to grow into or grow out. Today, I want to talk about it in the context of why we get stuck in a downward spiral. I just want to bring you some of the things we're taking our team at Highland Park through. So I want to share four ideas with you, okay? And these will be in the show notes if you want to reference them there if you're driving along. But four ideas that really shape why we get stuck in these negative seasons of momentum, why we get stuck in these times in which we get ourselves in a worse spot and we can't see out of the worst spot that we're in and how we get to a better spot. And so I just want to explain kind of what's going on and what you need to be focused on so you don't get stuck in a downward spiral. And if I just say, like, we've all been there. Yeah. So if you're in a spot where like day in, day out, you feel like your job's getting worse, your mood's getting worse, your mentality is suffering, your family is struggling. I want to say like, there's some ways out of it that are, that are focused on solving the internal problems that are taking place. So four ideas. Idea number one, your perspective is the product of your identity. How you see the world is the result of who you are. So your perspective is the product of your identity. In the Talmud, the collection of Jewish teachings, it says it like this. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. None of us is objective to begin with. Every single one of us sees the world through a skewed lens of our own experiences, history, mentality, and mood. And so to to acknowledge that how we see things says more about our disposition than our level of observation. So your perspective is the product of your identity. That's just like a, I just want to acknowledge right here, especially if you've got like a defiant disorder. That just is. (laughs) How you see is because of who you are. 
Now, idea number two is where this starts to get interesting. Your identity, so who you are, is the product of your behaviors, not your beliefs. We assume who we are is the sum total of what we think. But the reality is, is that every single one of our beliefs reach a testing point. And the testing point is, will we actually live this out in our lives? Okay. Will this actually become a matter of behavior for who we are and for how we live? The thing that you believe that you don't act on is something that you don't really believe. <laughs> Can I acknowledge that? Like if I say in spiritual terms, prayer really matters to me. I believe prayer changes things, but I never pray. What I'm showing is that I don't actually believe that prayer changes things. If I say I am a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, which I am not, I would hate myself <laughs> if I was a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. So I am oh so grateful that that is not true about me. <laughs> Keep, I'm not addressing this now. It's just, this is a leading hope podcast. If I said I am a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, but I have never watched a game, do not know a player, you would go, well, you're not actually a Cowboys fan. No, 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 no. I am, a, I am the biggest Dallas Cowboys fan. You go, yeah. no, you're not. Okay, so your identity is the product of your behaviors, not your beliefs. Beliefs that aren't lived out are just ideas, not beliefs. It's good. So this is the thing that we need to connect. If my perspective is the product of my identity and my identity is the product of my behaviors, when I act against my desired identity, it distorts my perspective. This may be where I lose you. When I go against who I want to be, I do not just sacrifice who I want to be. I sacrifice my perspective in the process because my perspective is the product of my identity and my identity is the product of my behaviors. When I act against my desired identity, my perspective as well suffers. Now, if I could just give a really simple example, okay? Just six steps, okay? On this really, really silly, simple idea. First step. I should help my wife load the dishwasher because that is what an involved, helpful, loving husband would do and who I want to be. I should help my wife. That's who I want to be. Step two, I do not help my wife load the dishwasher. Uh, Matt said that he had some sound effects. If we could throw some like horror sound effects, yeah. like some gasps in yeah. the background. We're like, no, not you, Kev. <laughs> I do not help my wife load the dishwasher. Step three, this is what happens. I immediately begin searching for re reasons to validate what I knew I was supposed to do, but I did not do. I don't just come to the conclusion, I am a lazy person. No, I can't have that identity. Even though my behavior went against this, now it's altered my perspective and I'm looking for reasons to validate why I did not do what I knew I should do. And I find them. <laughs> like I find reasons in life that validate my behavior and what I think I should do. Step four, I am now justified in my view and am morally superior to my wife because I am far more aware of her flaws than my own. Five, my posture of helpless and blame more now becomes the model in my family for how we act. And step six, all of us now assume that we are the ones who are helpful, involved, and loving, and that is all of the others who are unhelpful, uninvolved, and unloving. 
I know that example may sound ridiculous, but that's how life works. Yep. Is um, I, I don't know anyone who has ever uh, been fired from a job because they weren't cut out for it. That's what their boss or other people might say. But we always find reasons to validate our behavior. I have never met someone who is greedy and selfish. They just said, what's going on? Well, I'm just really selfish. No, there is always some blame to the world, some other thing taking place. And so what we do is it, it creates this dynamic where the worst offenders always think that they're the model citizens. The people who are acting against the way the world should work when it's at its healthiest always think that they are the ones who are doing it right and it is everyone else who is doing it worse. And this leads us to idea number three that the foundation of all growth, spiritual growth, leadership growth, growth in health, growth in community, the foundation for all growth is personal responsibility. It is claiming responsibility for my actions, not looking for ways to validate why I did not do what I know I should do. So let me switch this in terms of a personal responsibility focus and run through those examples again. Ready? Step one, I should help my wife load the dishwasher because that is what involved, helpful, loving husband would do and who I want to be. Step two, spoiler alert, I help my wife Whoa. load the dishwasher. Three Thank lies you very in ministry. Much. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, guys. I helped her. Now, this is what that leads to. And, and you know this from your own life is you understand, hey, when you're helpful, you d- you're not immediately grumbling. Yeah. Yet when you do something good that you know you should do morally because of convictions, you're not just like, oh my gosh, this is the worst. This is the worst. You act that way if you're made to. But when you do it willingly, it leads to step three. Oh, that's a good point. Thank you. Yeah. If you did. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that was, that's, that's exactly right. That's a powerful moment. Let that set in for a second. Yeah, I think that's really, that's the thing. If you do it before you're asked to, yeah. you're never mad. Yeah. If I do you're, it willingly, if I do it forced. Yeah. Which leads to step three. Instead of looking for reasons to validate my inaction, my mind is now free to do better things. I now feel good about helping and begin looking for other things I can do to help. And spoiler alert. <laughs> I find them. I find other things I can do to be helpful for my posture of help more and blame less now becomes the model for my family and how we act. Step five, through action, we become more aware of the deficiencies in ourselves and the contributions we can make to help others. Step six, we enjoy this life more. We're helpers, not victims. Idea number four. The enemy of all growth is victimhood. So this is the downward spiral. If you view yourself as a victim, if you view, and I want to be clear, I am not speaking on uh, trauma. I'm not speaking on abuse. That is not what this covers. This is the ins and outs, small decisions of personal responsibility every day. If you view yourself as a victim, What you have compromised is your perspective. When you act against who you want to be, 
The problem is, is you have not just acted against who you want to become. You have also distorted your perspective in the process. And so you can't see how your actions are now creating the opposite of the culture that you want to live in, of the life that you want to have. And so this is the downward spiral that people get stuck in is they don't understand that your perspective is the product of your identity and your identity is the product of your behaviors. And so they act against their, against their identity, which acts against their perspective, which just continues that cycle where they keep act, acting against who they want to become. V, what do you want to jump into? Uh, I'm going to jump into, I want to hang out on the idea too, because let's just face it, that's the reason for the podcast. Uh, if we're all in idea three, we wouldn't yeah. be having this episode. So uh, let's 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 hang out in two in just a second. Idea one, real quick, just hit on that really quickly, and I don't know what insight you can provide, but it might be helpful. You said your perspective, product of your identity. What are some practices that someone could put into place to be more objective in their life, where we all hang out in a more subjective? Uh, I don't I don't think anyone can be more objective. Okay, I want to be clear. Um, I think you can be more well rounded. I think you could have a wider view because of other voices and sources in your life. Yeah. But the, so we need to acknowledge this. No one is going to be more, no one is going to be objective. Okay. And so all you can do is collect a whole bunch of data points, meaning other people's opinions, other people's views, create to create more self-awareness. Good. Cool. It's good. All right. Let's move into this idea too, which is your identity is the product of your behaviors, not your beliefs. Uh, some of us might be Cowboys fans, some of us <laughs> might not be, but at the end of the day, we realize yeah. we can only be one if we actually believe that we watch and pay attention and there are, you go. are one. Um, it's funny that you use this dishwasher. I've joked for seven years now uh, that I was always going to write a memoir or a book called Do the Dishes. Oh, good. That was my whole thing. I've been joking about that for years, and it was because like, I lived my almost whole adult life in idea two. Yeah. Which is, uh, I am responsible for myself Mm -hmm. and no one else, which isn't what you're actually saying in, in, in in, it. So the concept here was for me, I need to go to work. I need to provide everything else is someone else's problem. Yeah. It's not, you know, my behavior was just a reason or how I behaved was, uh, all out of trying to, uh, uh, for, um, how do I say this? I wanted to accomplish something and that was it. Mm-hmm. The thing, you know, I didn't care how I had to get to the accomplishment. Yeah. It was the accomplishment. And so I would always come home and I would be like, why is the dishes piled up? Like, why is this place a mess? Why are you not doing what you're supposed to do? Yep. I'm doing what I'm supposed to yep. do. Why aren't you doing what you're supposed to do? Right. And yep. I mean, for almost, my entire marriage for four, 15 years of it, it was just terrible. And it wasn't until I realized that when I was pointing to the finger of the blame that I could just do the dishes, that I would relieve the entire situation altogether. Yeah. And it was funny. I love coffee. I, I know I'm going somewhere with this. I love coffee. Okay. I never got coffee in the mornings because my wife was doing the same thing to me that I was doing to her. She wasn't. Why gonna, doesn't he ever make coffee? Why for doesn't me? he ever make coffee? I make coffee. Um, he doesn't make coffee. I'm going to stop making coffee. 
this is stupid. You don't do the dishes. You don't help out around the kids. I, I'm not doing call. I'm not, you're not getting it. As soon as I started doing dishes, as yeah. soon as I started helping around the house, I think I've gotten coffee every morning for six years. And it changed the entire dynamic when you start serving the other person as much as you yeah. try to serve yourself. And I didn't get that. I just, I was, it wasn't for me. It was Jesus showing me my faults and yeah. failures and showing me, hey, I've created you to be something different than this. Yeah. Right. I created you for much more. But it's so funny how we get stuck in this idea that we, uh, uh, someone else's job. So if we, someone else's job. If I could take a philosophical and then a really simple take, and I'm going to say the same thing, just two very different ways. Yep. So we say like, the root of all cultural change always begins in personal behavior. Yeah. If you want coffee, do the dishes. <laughs> yeah. But it's the sense, and uh, what, what I want people to be able to see is to say, we do not think ourselves into new levels. We behave ourselves into new levels. That's great. And if you assume that you're going to think different and that'll get you out of your rut, that's not the case because your perspective is shaped by your identity, which is shaped by your behaviors. And so if you don't start at that root level of to say, I'm going to act in the way that I want the world to work. I want to act in the way that I want others to act. Then you're never going to change until you start at that level because you'll see things in an already compromised way. Yeah. I, I had no idea in the moment of doing the dishes that the outcome would have been that I would change the way I believed. Yes. I had no idea. Yeah. I just did it. And because I did it, I believed differently. So let me bring it all the way back to faith yeah. on this sense is to say, uh, most people think that we believe our way into faith. Yes, we do not. We behave our way into faith. Yep. The initial invitation of Jesus is not believe in me. It's follow me. And that it was, <clears throat> excuse me, it was as his first disciples began acting in faith that their faith grew. Our faith does not grow from study. Like it may give a platform on thinking of things differently. Like ideas are the scaffolding that help us live into that new world that we're seeking to create. But it is always at the level of behavior that is most important. I think that's so, man, there's a whole nother podcast there, but we are out of time. Yeah. And we're I got nothing going, else. I got no clothes. I want to go a million ways with that. That's another episode for another time. No clothes for you. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> uh, 146, why we get stuck in a downward spiral. If if you're new to the podcast, haven't yet subscribed, it would mean the world to us. If you did that now, also post about it, rate and review, or both. Uh, uh, you won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. We love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life and business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online and send that to us. We would love to hear from you. And remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it Cow!